everyone, and welcome to episode 90 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. First off, thank you for listening, and if it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. It's all movies all the time today. Yeah, put on your movie glasses, because yep. we're about to go to the movies, and you're going to need those glasses to protect your eyes, because blue light stuff, that's where I was Three, getting at. 3D that. glasses, maybe. Or 3D do they, glasses. Do they still do 3D movies in theaters? Uh, they definitely do. I just never go for the, any of them. I can't remember the last time I saw like one listed, honestly. I remember seeing them listed, but I do not like. Yeah, I don't I can't remember the last time I went to go see a 3D movie. It's been at least like probably a good four or five years for me. It, it might have been longer for me. <laughs> I don't remember. But regardless, we're going to talk about our top 10 movies of this year. And yes. well, whatever other stuff we feel like talking about. So. For the most part, let's just go ahead and get into the small bit of news or the small stuff that we want to talk about. Um, for me, John Wick 4 has been delayed till March 24th, 2023. And it's too bad. I'm excited for John Wick 4, but so be it. I'll eventually forget that it's even delayed. <laughs> yeah, this is like the second or third time it's been delayed. Um, I'm not even sure what's going on at this point. If it's If it's like a scheduling issue or if they're just not happy with the script, I'm not sure. Um, I just assumed I love John Wick movies, but you don't really need that much of a script. Honestly, you just kind of yeah. let Keanu Reeves go and, you know, the movie makes itself. But I am a little disappointed. But uh, like you said, I will probably forget and then it'll come to next year and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was supposed to come out this past year. That's fine. We can wait. There's going to be a million movies coming out this coming year anyway. Yeah, you're right. And just hopefully it meets everybody's expectations. I, I don't even know, like, how long is the John Wick stuff supposed to go for? Are we just going to keep pumping them out until they decide like it's done or is like because probably because three was like you were getting close to an ending and then mm -hmm. four was kind of like, OK, let's make it worse. Or at the end of three, it made everything worse. So. Yeah. And we're still supposed to have the TV show based around the hotel as well. Um, I have no idea what the status is on that one, because I think that was supposed to be out by now, too. So who I knows? had no idea they were doing something like that. Yep. But OK. Yep. So I guess um, we should have a whole lot of John Wick's universe stuff coming in the somewhat near future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, movie related news. We have Spider-Man No Way Home crosses the billion dollar mark to literally nobody's surprise. But I think it's a little bit of a surprise how fast it got there. Um, we're on like endgame level of making money here. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, it, it's it is good for it. Like, I imagine it probably actually would have reached this mark if earlier it had it not been for COVID and everything like that. But uh, it, it just goes to show that people will go to the movies as long as there is something out that they want to watch, regardless of Ridley Scott's uh, criticism of teenagers yep. and their phones. Uh, it's it's just all about seeing a movie that people want to see and. You know, Spider-Man, yeah, everybody wants to see Spider-Man. That doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, where's that coming from? Uh, that is news to me. I don't know why it's doing this. <laughs> Sorry about that. But that was I, nice. Yeah, there's some like weird music I've now added to this. Smooth right. jazz is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> it was just transitioning you into your next news article, that's all. Yeah, and for me, the next news article is... and the. Stuff is kind of mixed about this, but Sing 2 makes more money at the box office than Matrix Resurrections. Mm -hmm. uh, 
really only by five million uh because sync 2 was like bringing in 17 and matrix is bringing in 12 but people feel the need to like point this stuff out because it's like oh this means the matrix is bad and it's like well no it's because it's on hbo max and right you know if 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 you're somewhat of a streaming person you probably have hbo max to begin with because it's built up it's it's built up its library pretty well yeah it's it's got a, a decent amount of good stuff on there but, i would also say too that historically uh holiday weekends that revolve around christmas tend to be if you have a kid like a kid related movie it's gonna do better than like an r-rated action movie just because everybody goes to the movies with their family around christmas time i don't think i've ever gone to a movie on christmas but i know a lot of people who that's just part of their routine you open presents in the morning and then you go to the movies with your family in the afternoon so it doesn't surprise me that sing made more i actually think if matrix wasn't streaming on hbo it probably still would have beat the matrix i would think you think Um, so yeah just because of it being a family movie if you're going to a movie on christmas and your options are taking out it matrix streaming on hbo spider-man sing and H- and matrix and you've already seen spider-man i think you're gonna go sing uh unfortunately but yeah probably right <laughs> but yeah um the last piece of news that i have is actually not movie related it's gaming related but i did want to bring it up um void interactive the makers of the game called ready or not which is coming out relatively soon i guess um, it's a tactical shooter. Uh, just lost their developer because they felt the need. Somebody asked them on Twitter, uh, hey, are you guys still making a level based around a school shooting? And the response was, you better believe it. Uh, <laughs> not the oh, best okay. response. Yeah. Um, I, this is something that's been known for a while with this game, that they were going to do a level based on a school shooting, which in and of itself, I, I get it. Um I'm not totally saying like you can't do that, but the way they're handling it is uh, not sensitive at all. Um, so yeah, they lost their publisher. I think they're looking for somebody else at the moment, but uh, I don't know if this kills the game. And I mean, how many people actually were looking forward to this game to begin with? So could be the death of this game. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't have any more news yeah. or anything like that. Sweet. So we're good there. Now, we are going to get into our top 10 movies, but mm-hmm. one movie that didn't make my top 10 and what we want. And oh, you only I have a list. How many do you have that didn't make that you want to mention? Maybe three or four. OK, sounds good. But uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about The Matrix Resurrections, because that is kind of the new movie that sure. came out of this week. What I know you watched it. What did you end up thinking about it? It. um, It's somewhere in my. uh list slash almost made it list so um if you want to give me your impression since you didn't put it on your list that's fine yeah for me the matrix and you know it is kind of this uh, how do i put it 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 is kind of it's a confusing movie in a way just Mm -hmm. because like it tries to be this meta about reboots and then it tries to be you know and i'm I'm not gonna lie i hate the game awards angle that it went with (laughs) for making like you you mentioned the game awards at least like three times and then you have to deal with that but like the movie i think the writing is kind of off but the action is fun like i don't know for the most part and i saw like a a quote of this on twitter 
I don't know what I watched with the Matrix, but I just know I had fun watching it. And that's <laughs> that's how I felt. That's with, fair. Uh, with it. Yeah, I mean, I'll go into a little bit once it pops up wherever I put it here. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. I also kind of wanted to like in the in the fairness of I think we'll have some movies that are going to overlap, honestly, on our list. Yeah, um, I think that. Well, I think as opposed to last couple of years, I think our list might be a little bit uh, not the same like it normally is, which is nice. So if if you come across one like on your list that I haven't mentioned yet. I probably won't say too much, um, but yeah, I think this is going to be good. I think we're going to have some different answers on our list here this year. Yeah. Uh, so then do we just both start at 10 here? Um, I have my almost made it. If you want to go over okay. those. Yeah. For, for almost made it then. Uh, and I'll mention mine first. Sure. And I, I have a feeling it's good. It, it made your top 10, but okay. uh, Sean Chi and the legend of the 10 rings just missed my, my top 10 there. Okay. Uh, it's a really good movie uh, and it does a lot for like action, especially for Marvel. But like that first fight was so good. And then mm-hmm. it kind of tends to revert its way back to those kind of really cut and flashy one where if it just stuck to being a martial arts movie, I would have had a lot more like fun with it. So that's that's kind of why I and and the story isn't as strong as some of the other Marvel movies. But that's 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 why I cut it from top 10 is that i find that it it falls back into it's it's too much reliance on the cgi heavy um fights when it could have you you really had a perfect spot to do like a martial arts movie yeah yeah i um i struggled a bit trying to make the the top 10 for sure was a struggle for me um because i feel like there was a lot of good movies this year um so even the ones that don't make it in the top 10 i still think are great so I don't want people to think otherwise. And if it didn't make it on my list, then that probably means it wasn't that great. But um, I'm going to go with my first one that almost made it. And I'm going Black Widow. Um, I really enjoyed Black Widow. It's, this is one I really struggled with on whether or not it belongs in my top 10. I just think there was quite a few movies that kind of pushed it out. Um, I like that Scarlett Johansson got to do her own thing and got to be the spotlight. And it gave us Yelena, which is probably one of the best things in the Marvel Universe this year. So I really enjoyed it. But when you when I was looking back on it, um, it kind of got forgotten for me. So for that reason, I it, it almost got on there, but not quite. Now, like the thing is here is like I actually like as time went on, I just completely forgot about Black Widow. I'm not the yeah. biggest fan of Black Widow by any means uh, for the most part. But like I look like because of do, do you think you like Yelena this much because of how good she was in Hawkeye? Like No. Th- I don't think so because to me she was the best part of the Black Widow movie personally. Okay. Um I just like like her comedic angle. You always need comedy relief in the Marvel movies and I think she's like positioned to be the main one for this like string of movies. But when I think back of at the Black Widow movie, that's what I remember most was her character honestly yeah and then that goes to show how kind of <laughs> i yeah. guess great scarlet johansson's character is or isn't like if you if if i were to ask you like what were the big action set pieces in black widow do you remember no <laughs> that's that's my point like i i, I, gu- I guess i remember the jump the the mother mother base crashing in yep. black widow you know yep. do you CGI remember the last fight 
Yeah, versus Taskmaster, yeah, I do. I do. Not even that. I'm talking about later. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think overall it's a great movie, but in like the Marvel universe, it's not as good as it could have been. I just think they did what they could with that character. So I think it deserves to be mentioned, but not on the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I to say, I, I don't even have it anywhere mm-hmm. on mine for the most part, but that's, that's just fair. I'm, yeah. I'm a salty guy. Uh, the next one I have <laughs> is, and, and it's, uh, and like, I think I just like it because of the stupid song. That's so catchy. I think it's Vivo with yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda and the monkey uh, being a monkey, I should say. But I hope I really do like um, like Sony Animation Pictures has really come and done a fantastic job with movies this year. And like and we'll talk a bit more about them in the list. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Vivo, I thought the songs like the one song with like being, you know, dance to the beat of your own drum. Like I'm still remembering that song and it's catchy as hell. Yeah. So like I, uh, I like that song and I also just I, I like the movie in general. Okay. Uh, it's just a fun little story about, you know, be being yourself. And I thought of it. It it was not that it, it's it's pretty good. No, it's pretty good. I liked it. We got a lot of good music in movies this year. Uh, um, yeah, we did. But Vivo, I actually didn't even finish uh, that relies like those type of movies heavily rely on whether or not my daughter stays with the movie. And she did not. So I yeah. didn't really have a reason to finish it. Um, but from what I saw, it was decent but if i don't finish a movie i can't put it on yeah it's a cute monkey (laughs) it is a cute monkey um all right next one i have and this one might be interesting to see if you have it anywhere uh justice league the snyder cut almost made it it. nope not for me either it's it was close but i have a hard time i i had a really hard time trying to justify putting like that movie on my top 10 yeah because it is it is it it's just a movie with all of like it, it. It's kind of this weird ground where, you know, some of the original movie still stands in that original Snyder movie. Mm-hmm. But then the Snyder cut added, you know, hours and hours upon hours of content, which made everything seem a lot better. And I know HBO spent a lot of money yeah. in order to like reshoot these scenes, but you know, it, it, it did barely miss it for me. And uh, it, it is it is a much better movie. It's much more redeemed now, yep. but I I couldn't put it on my top ten because I almost considered it a a remaster mm-hmm. or a, almost like a redoing of of that. And um, yeah, that's that's why I didn't put it in because I don't consider it a new movie. I consider it you know this is what everybody wanted. They wanted the Snyder cut, and I think they did a good job. It definitely makes the movie better. Um, but yeah, it's just an expanding upon what we've already seen. And I, yeah, for that, I couldn't, there's no way I could put it in the top 10. Yeah, there we go. Uh, other than that, for me though, uh, trying to, no, I don't No, I don't think I have really have anything else I want to talk about. (laughs) Okay. I got, I got four more, but didn't make it. I told you I had a tough time. (laughs) <laughs> well, like, and you probably re- remember more movies than I did, to be fair. Like, you know, I, I did look at a bunch of movies like on Rotten Tomatoes and mm-hmm. on Metacritic, you know, Tiny Rant. Metacritic's like top movie stuff. Like I had to go through like six pages to start finding stuff that I actually watch. Like I get that yeah. they're reviewing independent movies as well. 
And in, but like these independent movies were taking up like the first six pages and I've never heard of half of yep. these movies. Yep. So. Um, I will say that like what made it easier for me this year and I did the same thing for games is I just made a list on my phone and every time I watched a movie that I enjoyed, I put it on the list. And then so like when I started cutting it down, I had about like 45 movies on this list. And that way I made sure that I didn't forget anything that I was like, oh, yeah, I did enjoy that. Um, but then it makes it harder when you're trying to cut. But uh, all right, my four that didn't make it, I have Mitchell's versus the Machines. And I know I like that movie really? a lot more than you did. I yeah. thought that I but I thought that was going to be on your top 10. No, nope. OK, it almost did. I had it on there for a while and then I had some other stuff bump it out. Um, yeah, like I mean, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I know you weren't as fond of it as I was. Um, I thought it was extremely well done. Sony and their animation right now is phenomenal. Um, they do such a good job. I enjoyed like the whole like comic book aspect that they were going for. Um, yeah, I mean, I bet you if, if you would have asked, if we would have done this and this would have came out like a month after I watched it, it probably would have been in the top 10, but when it sits for a couple of months, then you look back at it, it tends to drop a little bit. Uh, but I still really, really, really like this movie. You know, if I if we had like a predictions thing, I would have predicted like Mitchell's versus the machines <laughs> to be on your top five. Really? I, I, yeah, I would have predicted it, but I'm I'm glad we didn't. That See, that's what a, I'm saying. I, I think our top tens are going to be going to surprise both of us this year, I think. Yeah. And we, we know me. I always have some weird and wacky ones. <laughs> yep, so yep. We're, it'll be it'll be fun with that. But yeah, go, go ahead on to your next. All right. One. We um, haven't the, up since. Yep. Uh, the next one I have was uh, Hashtag Alive, which was on Netflix, which is a Korean horror movie. Um, really, really enjoyed that movie as well. I remember going on a bit about it the week that I said that I watched it. Cannot recommend that movie enough. Again, showing that Korean horror movies are like really a step above everybody else right now. Um, and that got even more so evident to me because I watched uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City this week. Yeah. Dear, dear Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate what they did in that movie, keeping very true to the games, but my God, that was bad. Um, so yeah, Alive. Uh, Wrath of Man, which was Jason Statham. Yeah. Really, really liked that movie a lot. Um, just not quite enough to sneak in there for me. Uh, I'm not going to say I recommend on every movie. That's ridiculous. But man, I was thinking about that movie because I did have it in my top 10. Again, it just got pushed at the last minute here, but such a phenomenally well-written movie and that allows Jason Statham to do something a little bit different than he normally does. And then my last one that almost made it, and this one might surprise you as well, Barry, is Encanto. Really? Yep. Oh, boy. Wow. Now, I'm not saying I hate it at all. I really, yeah. really liked it, but it did not make the list. It almost did. Um I know it's you'll probably, mine. yeah, I figured mine. it would be on yours. Um, I just watched it Christmas Eve. Uh, music is phenomenal. Very, very good. Um, I, me personally, I thought it kind of ended abruptly. Like it just kind of out of nowhere. I was like, oh, we're, we're done. Okay. I just thought there was going to be more to it, but phenomenally well-made movie just wasn't enough for me. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm struck. Two of them that you thought would be in there are not. Yeah. And like, I, I love Encanto and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll go more into the reason why, but 
Sure. I, I don't know. I guess a part of me is just like so dumbfounded. I just I guess we should start <laughs> our top 10. I'm hurt. It's a tough year. That's what I'm saying. It's just a tough year. Yeah. Movies became so much easier to get, especially with like the HBO Max deal. Mm-hmm. And like Netflix did put out some good movies as well. Yep. But um, well, you'll see here that, you know, most of my stuff, I think, is not not Netflix exclusive way. Give me that number 10. Let's do it. Number 10 for me is going to be Raya and the Last Dragon. Okay. Uh, I really liked Raya. I liked the, um, like, the, first off, the animation is spectacular. And I really do think that uh, the char- uh, the two characters, the Aquafina's character and Raya's character, have, like, a really, like, good, strong bond between each other. And I really did enjoy uh, everything that 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 movie was. The only reason it's at 10 and not higher is the kind of the side characters like you're supposed to end up caring, but I really didn't care about them at all um, because, you know, they they've had horrible pasts and that kind of thing, but it didn't matter there. Um, it just I, I just really didn't care what happened to those characters as well. And I know their job is to make me care about them. And I just didn't. So Raya was good at a lot of things, just not the whole supporting supporting uh, character part for me. Um, yeah, I don't have Raya on my list at all. I think I did think about it because I had it written down in my on my phone here. But I think for me, it's kind of like Black Widow, where if this would have come out later in the year, it probably would have been. I just don't remember much about the movie. Unfortunately, uh, it just didn't stick with me. But the animation was phenomenal. In that yeah. movie, it looked great, um, and the story was good. Uh, I think this would be like if we did like a top twenty. I think it's probably on there for me, but that's yeah. getting out of control when you do twenty. And and it's a lot <laughs> harder to keep up. Yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> uh, all right, my number ten is going to be uh, Matrix Resurrection. Yo, you um, did put it on the list. I did okay, put it on the list. It came in late, but uh, here's my thing with the Matrix. I really enjoyed. The beginning of the movie. I really enjoyed all the uh, fourth wall stuff that they were doing besides the game awards. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that bit was kind of stupid. <laughs> it was. I I can. I'm OK with the game angle where he made a game based on what he experienced in the Matrix. Um, I think Neil Patrick Harris in this movie as like the main villain was pretty cool uh, as his therapist. Uh, Jonathan Groff playing uh, agent smith like the new agent smith yeah i thought was pretty cool um i i don't know i was having a hard time like the action scenes are good most of them um but i was having a hard time like i remember when i first watched specifically the first two matrix like just being blown away by the action sequences like the highway scene in matrix what is that reloaded the second one was just insane at the time and I don't know if we're just like desensitized to like action sequences now with like Marvel and stuff. Um, but I, it didn't hit as hard as it normally does. But for me, everything that's there is like, if you're a huge fan of the original trilogy, they kind of like, they're putting all their eggs yeah. into one basket being like, you know, if you like the originals, you're going to love this movie, which I did. Um, it It's kind of evident at the end that they're trying to start another trilogy is the feeling i get that makes me kind of nervous um (laughs) i mean keanu's old and uh yeah i don't know but 
I really, really liked the story. I thought it was cool. Um, I enjoyed all the callbacks specifically. And again, Jonathan Groff to me, if you're going to get a replacement for uh, Agent Smith, it was a good pick. So yeah, this is, it snuck in there at the last second at number 10. Um, it actually bumped Mitchell versus the machine. So there okay. <laughs> All right. So I guess, I guess I see that yeah. one thing I did want to mention is Yah Abdul's uh, Mateen's like depiction of like the new Morpheus thing. Yeah. Like he does an incredible job mm-hmm. being Morpheus, like without being Lawrence Fishburne's character. Yeah. Um, I think something really should be said about like his performance, because if you look at reviews, people aren't that keen or not having as much fun with the Matrix Resurrections. Right. But his his character and what they did with him, I just thought like he knocked it out of the park being able to be Morpheus. Like it, I really don't know how many other people could have done that other than him. Yeah. So I've, I, I just want to make a quick comment about how his his performance, he almost like steals the show for me. And and Jonathan Groff's like that slow mo rain scene when yeah. like the movie first starts to go like I that was a lot of fun to watch I mm-hmm. really like that I mean the the Matrix has always been uh like kung fu and anime inspired fight scenes right like that's what they've always done and like that scene when they're fighting in like in the basement him and uh and Keanu yeah uh, Jonathan Groff like that was like that's what I want from the matrix. And that's like the fight you got in the third matrix that everybody was waiting for that big showdown. And I think they did a pretty good job of trying to live up to that. Um, I don't think they quite got there, but I I had a lot of fun with this movie. You want to do your number nine or my number nine next? Go for it. Give it to me. I put in the Heights at number nine. I really like, and this was kind of the year, I I guess where musicals kind of became a (laughs) lot better for me. And In the Heights um, is very good. And I'm still and I think the reason it's not higher is because I'm still like getting into the world of like this musical type stuff. And In the Heights, you know, it tugs at it tugs at a couple heartstrings and like the music and all of it is pretty good. Like uh, there there isn't many bad songs in there. And I do like that. I, I like Lin-Manuel Miranda, but I like that he's not the star centerpiece in all this. He's the he's the water ice guy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm OK with that. Like he can write the songs and other people can sing them. I'm I'm all right with it. But uh, in the Heights was I thought was one of the shining like kind of uh, musical things. And I imagine you probably have a musical on there as well. I do. But, uh, <laughs> in the Heights for me is pretty. It's really good. I have. This is the year of the musicals, honestly, in movie form. We got a lot of them. And realistically, I could have put three of them in my top 10. I just didn't want to do that. Um, so in the Heights, I do not have on my list at all, but um, very, very good. Lin-Manuel does a fantastic job. Um, I just think it's a it's a good time. I mean, obviously, you have to be bought into musicals, and I wasn't for a long time. Yeah. I just think they've gotten better. Um, I mean, last year we had Hamilton, and this year we got a whole bunch more thrown at us. But yeah, In the Heights is great. Great yeah. movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my number nine is The Harder They Fall uh, from Netflix, uh, the Western that I was yelling at everybody to go watch like a month ago. Was it a month? Yeah, that was about yeah, a month ago. Yeah, now. just about. Um, I love this movie. I think the action set pieces are great. The dialogue is fantastic in this movie. 
just do a good job of taking Western films, which I don't like, and almost modernizing it in a way, and then throwing a a hell of a curve at the end there that I really didn't see coming. Um, and I don't know. I I have already talked about this movie a lot. I know we both have, but I cannot stress how good of a job they did with this movie. Yeah, I I did love that movie as well. I guess the main reason it missed my top 10 is probably because like some of the other characters, I don't feel get as much time to shine uh, as I would have liked. You know, there are certain characters in that movie that kind of serve one purpose and then are not for anything else or end up dying yeah. uh, in it very quickly. <laughs> So I think that's the main reason, because I would have liked to have seen a little bit taste of like what their point in the movie was. But the the main the main cast. Of like four, I guess, different people like the the two main people uh, mm-hmm. really end up shining in that movie. So, yeah, I've it's it's a good movie, but yeah, it just missed my top ten for me. That's fair. All right. Uh, mark this one up as one of Barry's strange movies. Uh, <laughs> OK, up. And it is the Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. Okay. Um, This really shouldn't come as a surprise because like that movie that and I I think it's I think it's made the list because it is the fourth movie in this combination of like the reboot of the Evangelion like anime series. And this movie like knocked it out on all expectations, like out of the park with writing out of the park with the message at the end, especially. And with how like it's, it's almost like a celebration of of Evangelion and how like, and how big it was and even how big it is now. And the, the fourth movie just kind of does a lot and uh, was, was a very memorable movie for me especially because i'm an anime fan so i i have to have anime movies in this so leave leave it up to me to put a <laughs> a, a, a very weird movie but uh it I, it's a lot of time but if you can watch the evangelion movies one through four here uh i i don't think you'll regret it at all but you have to like anime it's anime as hell <laughs> yeah it's a steep hill to climb to get into those and I always look at it and I'm like, I should probably watch that because of how highly you talk about it. But then I look at having to watch four movies and I'm like, oh, man, I completely understand. <laughs> I, I don't blame anybody for it. But like and and also how it works is I've seen like the anime series and all of the spinoff movies and stuff that they did to try to wrap it up in a better way. Mm-hmm. But both of the ways they did it in the anime and the redos like doesn't really didn't really satisfy me in a way where the ending of four here is kind of like the canonical stamp on it ending. Like that's the sealed sign and delivered. Like there is no more there. I've, they ended it in the best way they possibly could. And like spoilers, but the anime ends up turning into real life at the end. And like that, that kind of mind flip for me was just um, amazing. Like at the end of it, I I was very, very uh, heart, heart struck with yeah. what they did with the ending. So I'm that's why it's there. I guess we should have said at the beginning too that I mean if we can use spoilers if need be, but uh if you're worried about spoilers for stuff, this might not be uh, so, <laughs> some of these movies have been out for months. Like <laughs> if have. you haven't watched it <laughs> yeah. you aren't going to. Yep. And like I'll and with some spoiler stuff I'm if the movie's more recent I'll try to stay away from it. Yeah. But 
for me, like the Evangelion stuff's been out for been out for a while, so I'm not trying to. That's fair. Uh, all right, my number eight. Uh, I don't know if you're if this is considered cheating or not, but I don't care. I'm putting the Fear Street trilogy from Netflix. That was three movies that they put all came out one week after each other. Interesting. Uh, I yep. like it. But you have it's our to top take... ten. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you have to take them all together as one. I couldn't like. There's Fear Street '94, and I don't remember what the other years were, but um, did such a great job of taking like cheesy horror movie and giving it a decent story that was you know easy to follow, but you know kept you intrigued the whole time. Um, this came from R.L. Stein. Um, this was like his, I guess you call that young adult novels, right? Was the Fear Street line um, a little bit more mature? And like this is very mature, hard R rated here, but. Uh, I just thought it was very well done. I enjoyed watching all of them. I look forward to them every Friday for those three weeks coming out. Um, just an insanely good. And uh, they're all still on Netflix, so you can binge through them real quick. They're about an hour and a half a piece. Uh, but yeah, that was just a fantastic trilogy of movies there. Yeah, and I guess like if you can do the trilogy, then I can make the whole Evangelion like four yeah. movie part series and <laughs> into one there. Yeah, so you they could... just happen to be right at the same time. We both had them as our number eights. Yeah. And we don't know each other's number number one no. through ten here, if that no, wasn't obvious yet. So let's let's <laughs> make, I'll, I'll make that clear. We don't. Uh, but seven for me is Luca. And okay. I just I, I it's kind of like a stray because for me, like I'm the anime and action movie person. But for Luca to have like a profound effect on me at the end uh, was just. It, it just it, it was a lot. And Luca is this beautifully animated like. Uh, movie, and I think it captures a lot of like the Italian stuff in a lot of ways with, you know, the fit with like the, the fishermen and the sea monsters and everything like that. It the movie, the movie, like it's a really good kids movie. And it's also like a really good movie for just like a, adults as well. And the fact that it doesn't have any action, but does a lot to do with like. Uh, like the rivalry and trying to keep an identity secret. I thought it, it did a really good job of like towing a line and making it interesting for all ages. I, uh, I really enjoyed the end of Luca a lot, man. No action that, what about that heart pounding bike race? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. The, if I met more gunfights, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> the, but in the end, in the end, the, I guess, I guess if we wanted to include it, like the bike scene is action, but not, it's not for cool. me. It's not like adrenaline pumping. Um, I swear that we didn't like, we don't know each other's top 10, but my number seven was also Luca. That's pretty hey, funny. <laughs> cool. Awesome. I mean, we're going to match on something here eventually. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, man, beautifully made beautifully animated the story is fantastic um this also helped in me pushing mitchell versus machines out of my top 10 because i mean i love mitchell versus the machines but when you compare it to luca like i just think it's much much better mm -hmm. um yeah i you hit pretty much all of it there there the story is great um and man i just i love luca love it they do such a good job of you know uh putting a nice italian feel on it and making you believe that that's where they are um and the dad is hilarious um yeah. with his one arm he's great so yeah luca 100 percent best in my opinion best disney animated movie this year yeah not for me not yet yeah. 
but uh, but that yeah, but you, you guys will get where I'm going with that soon enough if it's not mm-hmm. obvious. But number six for me is No Time to Die, uh, Ooh. with James Bond. And okay, you know you're probably thinking that's low yeah. for me, especially you were waiting a long time. Yeah, especially considering how much uh, like I I was waiting for this movie, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's got more to do with like the whole writing aspect of this movie, like. No Time to Die isn't like an excellent action movie. Every action set piece is awesome. But along the way, they're trying to tie up and get this story kind of right. And, you know, in the end, I feel like the end is good. And I feel like it's it does enough to make sense. But, you know, this unfortunately, Daniel Craig's James Bond's films are like riddled with like they're really good with Casino Royale and then Quantum of Solace is like it, you could forget that movie and no one would you would still yep. understand everything. And then you have Skyfall and then Spectre and Spectre's kind of this movie that not a lot of people liked. But um, like they keep trying to to ring in, you know, the uh, of kind of the Spectre and this organization of criminal uh, criminals and the head of them and everything like that. So it there are parts where I wish the writing was better. And I do think Remy Malik's villain is not particularly well done. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's his fault. Uh, I know Remy Malik's a real, a, a, a good actor. Um, but there, there's nothing menacing about him. And as like a finale to Daniel Craig's James Bond, you do want Daniel Craig to be the star, but you want, also the villain to end up being this kind of um equal to him in a way and we don't i don't really get that feeling in really any way from it so that that's why it's not as high it's 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 for me yeah i didn't put it on my list at all um main reasons were i love remy malik um again like you said it's not his fault at all um but it, it almost seemed like to me that this movie you almost feel like there is no villain in this movie because he's so like detached and not there. Um, the ending was kind of like with Remy's character was kind of eh for me. Um, I really, really liked the ending of the movie. I think yeah. that's a proper send off. I thought that was very, very cool. Um, and like you said, the action set pieces are like world class, top tier. That's how you do it. Uh, but there was some points in the middle of the movie that dragged a bit for me which is what kept it off my list but as far as wrapping up like the daniel craig side of james bond i think it's a very well done movie yeah and yeah it's just not higher because of its writing and i definitely think that that's got something to do with you know having all of this stuff and all of these different people work on these movies it's it's kind of like uh and i'm just trying to remember like with, with it's kind of like the Star Wars trilogy in a way where you've got three different actors working on the movies that have like these kind of different visions that don't align yeah. in a way. And I feel like while there is a longer gap between the James Bond movies, I feel like they don't match up like how people would want them to. And that's when like uh, when you have a start to finish lined up and you have one director doing them all, I feel like it's a lot better and a lot more um, streamlined and straightforward. Than yeah. if you have four different directors doing four different films. That's fair. Uh, all right. My number six um, is where I dropped Shang-Chi. Um, 
uh, again, I, I mean, you talked about it. We talked about it a little bit. I thought the action was great. They do tend to lean into the fantastic side of things, right? We're talking about like dragons and all that, where, you know, the grounded, the bus fight scene is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and when you compare it to the end fight scene, uh, I think the bus fight scene is better. But I think this movie does a great job of setting up where they can go with that character. And I think, I mean, he's going to play a major point in Marvel Universe going forward. And I thought it was an extremely well done movie. I thought it was shot beautifully. Um, I got a little bit of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon vibes off of this movie. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in a long, long time. But uh, yeah, I mean, for our first, this was our first Marvel movie of the year, right? No, Black Widow. Oh, Black, yeah. See, I already forgot about it again. <laughs> <laughs> Further proving my point. Um, but this was the first movie that got me to go to a movie theater again in like a year and a half. Uh, that's how excited I was for it. And I just thought it was overall, this is what you want for Marvel movies, setting up a new character. Um, they're ready to go. They can go another movie or two more movies, depending on, I guess, how everybody receives this character. Uh, but yeah, it was a great movie for me. Uh, number five for me is where I put Dune. Oh. Um, Dune for me is like it, it it's kind of, and every other movie after five here, like there's a big gap between like four and five for me here. Okay. Like Dune, I really loved because the world that it builds is this extravagant. It's awesome. Um, the action set pieces are pretty good. Uh, I, I like this movie because the, the main character is more slow and methodical than most of the characters that we'll get to, that I mentioned in these other movies. And because of that it, and because of that and the movies I tend to like, that's why it's at five, because a lot of these other movies that I have are more fast and action packed. But like the costume design is fantastic. The the way Dune makes you care about characters um and then kind of just throws them to the side, I think is really impressive because, you know, you have a lot of big name actors in this movie and they aren't there for long, but when they, but when they are there, they show up and they mean something. Uh, and with that, like it's, it's this incredible world that I just want to know more about. And it's not higher or isn't as close to four because it really ends on this like anticlimactic fashion. Uh, and it's too busy, I think, setting up for the sequel, and it doesn't spend enough time appreciating what it has uh, in the like in the present or where it's currently is. Yeah, I we still haven't not us, but like filmmakers in general still haven't figured out a good way to end a movie when they know they're making more. <laughs> it's yeah. just a problem that everybody has. Um, I bounce off this movie super, super hard, but I, I can appreciate like how well it was filmed you know the actors in it are top notch it just was not for me i think it was just a little too slow for me but yeah man it i'm like in the minority here of people who weren't a fan of it everybody else seems to like love 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 this movie yeah all right uh my number five is going to be free guy did you end up watching it i did not okay <laughs> you should um, I know, yeah. I know I should. I really, I, I know I should. I will stick to my guns here and say that this is the best video game movie we have ever seen. Um, 
I think it's pretty safe to say that the Uncharted movie coming out will not dethrone it. <laughs> hey, look, we don't know, man. We don't know. <laughs> I, I have to admit my expectations are pretty low for the Uncharted oof, movie as well, oof, but I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. Um, So, I mean, at this point, I think we have to look at Ryan Reynolds and realize that whatever he chooses to work on, he is going to put all of his time and effort into. He did it with Deadpool. He's doing it here with a video game based movie uh it's hilarious the you know the ties to obviously gta is what they're going for with the online game are great um the callbacks to other games are there's a ton in there and again the uh use the ending with the callbacks to the properties i don't want to spoil it for people but like the properties that own this was 20th century fox so it's disney owned them being able to pull in all these different Disney owned properties into the finale was hilarious and unexpected. Um, so yeah, this is phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Cannot like people need to see this movie. If you're at all into video games, there's going to be something there that's going to make you laugh. Um, but yeah, this is great. Ryan Reynolds at this point can really do no wrong. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) I, I do need to see it. Like, especially with it, like it's ties to gaming. I really Mm -hmm. should. Like, uh, I, I really should watch it. I just need to, to to watch it. That's what I have to do. There's no excuse. I should we got a little bit of a little bit of break before other big movies come out now. So you got plenty of time. Yeah. But uh, num- so four through one here, like mm-hmm. they're all very like close to each other. Like this is okay. where the meat of the meat of my potatoes are in. All right. Um, Number four for me is the James Gunn Suicide Squad. Uh, I like the suicide squad the original like it has a lot of flaws and it does a lot of things wrong but um like what it does do is like set up the idea of the suicide squad and that's what james gunn like attacks like we don't spend that we don't spend a lot of time setting up like the whole idea of what the suicide squad is we get right into it and we get to like know more about these characters and like it's set up, you know, Peacemaker is one of the most like memorable characters from that movie. And he now has his own TV spinoff because he's so popular. Yep. Um, Idris Ilba's lead actor um, as it's, it's Killshot, right? Yeah. Yep. He He's awesome. Like it, he's this awesome. Like they're all these awesome, ruthless killers. And like you even have weird stuff like Polka Dot Man. And <laughs> like his thing is weird, but it's yep. fun. And like i i really do and i'm a big believer in like we should get more of harley quinn and yep. harley quinn like gets her time to shine like there's a reason i think james gunn like puts harley quinn on her own for half the movie and it's because she's this ag- ag- enigma of a character and she knows how to shine without needing other people with them yep. and like her whole mansion fight scene is like I'm going to say it like vomit for the eyes. Like it's just this (laughs) colorful action set piece. And I just think it's awesome. Uh, And like James Gunn, like I have to say has the benefit of the fact that he doesn't have to spend all this time setting up the suicide squad because the original exists, but he attacks it and executes it so well that I, this movie does deserve a spot as number four on my list because of how, of how great he did with it. Um, this is also my number four. So we matched up again. Um, man, we're, we're getting pretty close here. Yeah. I will say that even the beginning of this movie, 
Like there are bigger name actors in this movie who are marketed in this movie that he just straight kills off in the beginning. Yeah. Like no remorse, just kills them off. And you're sitting there watching and be like, well, obviously they're going to come back like at some point somehow, but they don't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like you said, like Harley Quinn, um, w- she got to do her own thing in Birds of Prey. I think that was last year, right? Or yeah. Was it two years ago. Okay. Um, but allowing her to have her own time in this movie and putting a story around her that actually works well for once is great because she's one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best characters in DC and being able to finally allow her to, you know, show off how badass she is and how funny she can be, which we already knew. It's just in the original suicide squad. It was not that great. Um, yeah. I, I enjoy that movie, but w- comparing the two is it's ridiculous. Like it's night and day <laughs> how much better it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got, now we have a game coming for suicide squad just everything. So yeah, this a hundred percent top five movie of the year easily, uh, easily. This could have been if some other movies didn't come out a number one, in my opinion. So yeah, solid four. Okay. And number three, <laughs> we're going to have another trademark Barry film. Uh-oh, I know uh, it. It's demon slayer. Movie yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, I knew it. <laughs> I there and let me let me preface it by this like it's at number three but I have not seen a movie so many times in like how many times have you watched it I've seen it like six times and I saw it four (laughs) times in theaters okay Uh, and it's because I'm that one friend that's willing to go see Mugen Train or make people watch it Mm -hmm. but uh it's it's an anime film where uh even if you aren't and I know because of like testimonials and stuff, but even if you don't watch Demon Slayer, like if you force your friends to go on this, I think they're going to suddenly have a surprising time with it. I think they're going to have fun regardless. And the animation is spectacular. And like what, what this movie does better, I think than any of them is the fight scenes. Um, Even like with, and even with James Bond, like anime has this like way of being fast paced and fluid at the same time. And like they spent the money to make this movie look yep. really good. Um, the final and you can say that it's not higher because it starts out pretty slow. But the moment you get to the to the fights in this movie, your your eyes are glued to the TV and you're not blinking. Yep. And then they take all of the action and then it just dies so quickly that like you're you're still like enamored by everything that's going on after the action ends and it it, it pulls you in like you're you're you don't have a choice you're you're in it at that point and i i think the i think the fact that it did so well in the states really goes to show that anime is coming a long way um and it just goes to show as well like with how po- with how big pokemon was and how big um, those movies and how well those movies did that as long as there's a property that's big enough and more and popular enough um, um, anime movies will do well in in America but I think one they have to connect to the anime yeah. uh, in some way they have to have consequences or at least be tied to it and two it needs it needs to be a big franchise and Demon Slayer with even now it's it's now on it's like third season and it's airing right now 
like it still carries that momentum from it. Yeah, this is the one that I was like, you're probably going to hate me that I didn't put it on my list at all. Not but hate uh, you. I understand. <laughs> but I mean, it got me to watch an anime, right? Yeah. Like I had no interest in this show at all, except for you saying how good it was um, and that the movie was coming. So I watched the the first two seasons, got through them very quickly. And the movie does not disappoint at all. Um, but yeah, the an- man, the animation style is incredible in this movie. I don't even want to know how much money they spent. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. So uh, Sony and Emily picks have the money yeah. and they, they made it worth it. Yeah. And I mean, this show has become a cultural phenomenon now, right? Like everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people are watching this who don't normally watch anime, myself yeah. included. So yeah, I think it for sure deserves to be in your top three. Easy. I actually was wondering if it would be like one or two, but three is safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and one or two are going to come to no surprise. So you know, it's yep. Uh, all right, my number three is going to be in and of itself. Um, way back in January, uh, if you were listening back then, when I went on and on about Derek, I say his last name Delgado, Delgado, um, magician slash. I don't even know, actor, um, his stage show that he did that Hulu recorded. Um, man, that one just caught me off guard. I, It was one that just got recommended. I saw it on like Twitter where they're like, oh, you need to watch this, but don't know anything going into it. Just watch it. Um, I've seen, you know, some people say that it can come off as pretentious a little bit. And like the last thing I want to be is like that I don't want to be a pretentious movie viewer, you know, who's like, oh, I, I enjoyed the camera angles. It's not any of that. I just thought it was phenomenally well done. It's a good mixture of a stage show and, and magic um, to tell a story. And for me, like the ending was just insane, um, completely insane. And again, if you haven't seen it at this point, like don't look up anything. Just just go watch it. It's like an hour and a half on Hulu. And uh, yeah, I. I, man, it was crazy. Blew my mind the first time I watched it for sure. Yeah. With, with a lot of these movies like that, we, that we've mentioned here, they're like very high budgeted Mm -hmm. and like have, you know, millions of dollars spent on cameras and action set pieces where in and of itself is like, it, it is very clearly like a stage. show. there's like pretty much just a couple cameras on there. And the fact that it kind of draws you in with, with just that just goes to show how good the writing is. And, you know, there are some movies that can be slow and a little bit boring and even sometimes pretentious in a way, but if their writing can draw you in, like that's how good a movie is. Um, And I think with, with his vision and the way that he is a really good storyteller in and of itself. uh, Wow. I can't believe I did that. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Like the, the writing is that good in it yeah. and for for me to like it that that says a lot too because i'm the action heavy junkie guy yeah. over here so and i usually am too it's just it was something that like in my mind i was like i have to remember at in december when i'm going through my list how much i enjoyed this movie and not forget uh but yeah give me your number two i think i know what it is no way home <laughs> really yes number two is no okay. way home for me Okay. Uh, and number one and two are very good, and I'll I'll explain why one's my one. Okay. But um, no way home. Like, and this has, and you know, I have to admit, it does have a lot to do with how it tugs at your heartstrings. With, like, 
Spider-Man being kind of the first Marvel person that we're introduced to as young kids, especially in this generation with Tobey Maguire um, yep. and his movies end. Andrew Garfield's movies get these eh sort mm-hmm. of, you know, reviews going with it and doesn't even get a third movie because of how bad the second one is redeemed or regarded as. And then Tom Holland comes in, does, a, does very, very good with Spider-Man and No Way Home is a celebration of Spider-Man in a way. And I'm just going to say we did a whole spoiler cast, but I feel like yeah. I shouldn't spoil um, everything, <laughs> even though I've kind of like led up to it. Yeah. But um, like No Way Home is just this fantastic, like character driven movie. And like Tom, you know, despite the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, he doesn't steal the show. Yep. Um, And it, this really is Tom Holland's movie. And this is a Spider-Man movie. It isn't, you know, e- even though he's got Doctor Strange in it and Zendaya and Ned are in it like it, it picks up like off of the adrenaline rush where Far From Home, like literally left off with. And you just carry that momentum in and through it. And I no way home like, you know seeing it in a packed theater and seeing like the crowd explode when like uh, at certain points, it really, it really just does it for me. And I think it's added that um, to it, but uh, like no way home. It, it, I, I didn't put it at number one because it wasn't this original idea that kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's a Spider-Man movie and I like Spider-Man. That is, that is what it did. And it gave me that. That's fair. Um, I do not have this at my number two, so I think you know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I'll just give you my number two. <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. Everything no, you yeah. said was accurate, though. Yeah. Uh, my number two for the year is actually going to be Tick Tick Boom. Um, yeah, I I knew yeah. I knew it was going to be <laughs> up there. So. Yep. I again, there's a ton of musicals this year. We had in the Heights, we had tick, tick, boom. We had dear Evan Hansen came out. Um, and somebody who's just started getting into musicals because I was always the one when musicals would become popular, like rent, I would always be like, I, I'm Yuck, not, musicals. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, man, yeah. I don't like musicals. Exactly. Cause you get that. Like you, you either love musicals, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you watch musicals, you have to be like, uh, a theater kid right like that's yeah. almost how it feels but uh they've done such a good job of making it mainstream um tick tick boom i love rent so getting to see more of jonathan larson who wrote rent and this was his first one he wrote and you know it's just it's a musical about him trying to make it as a somebody writing a musical um the music is phenomenal i still listen to it almost every day uh but yeah it's andrew garfield again coming through as showing one, how good of an actor he is and two, how good of a singer he is and being able to copy the mannerisms of Jonathan Larson um, and show his story to people who may not know um, that he did more than just write rent, uh, which is huge. But uh, yeah, this is great. And I feel like at this point, we're a couple of years into the musical rebirth and it's safe to say that musicals are for everybody. You don't yeah. have to be a theater kid to like him. You can enjoy him and get down with the music and put it on your Spotify playlist and, and go to town. Um, so yeah, tick, tick, boom is my number two. Yeah, Give me your not number be one. Judged. So here's what, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, okay. I'm going to count down three, two, one. And right after I say one, we say what our one is. <laughs> okay. I think it's everybody gonna... knows what our number ones are. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so All right. 
we'll do we'll just do it anyway because it's gonna okay. sound stupid uh <laughs> three right, two one encanto Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> all That's right fair. go um, ahead give me all the encanto love and why so, i should put it on my list it, in in canto like and it's the one like and i didn't get to watch um what what is the movie um, there's a Spanish, there's also a Spanish musical movie that came out this year and it was competing kind of with Spider-Man. Um, uh, uh, West well, Side Story? yeah, West Side Story. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, um, but I didn't get to watch that yet. So maybe that might've changed my mind, but okay. in Canto is this celebration of like Spanish and Colombian heritage. And like, it, it it's, it, it was like a movie that was made for me. Like the, <laughs> The huge family that they have is typical of like Spanish families, like the grandmother that's like very stern and the leader of the house. Like it's yeah, it spoke to me (laughs) in many ways. Yeah. And I I love that movie. And like I have to I gave this movie number one because uh, this is the one movie that made me cry. And I was in a and I was in a theater with (laughs) four other kids and two adults and I'm sitting in the back crying. Uh, at, be, because the stupid ending, and we never talked about this because you just watched yeah. it. But so they give he, her the doorknob, and I, I thought just that's start crying. Yep, yep. And it was so bad. We were. I was watching with my family on Christmas Eve, and I had remembered you said you cried at one point. And I'm watching the whole movie, and we get to the end. She goes up to the door, and I'm like, "This is probably it. This is what got him." <laughs> Like, and I just didn't expect it. Like they, and like, the thing is, is they make such a big deal about the doors in this movie. And like, I, I would have been okay had they just not given her a door at all Mm -hmm. and just like learn to accept her as who she is. And she, that she doesn't have to be this magical spiritual person. Cause like this movie also talks about the, like meeting expectations of others and having to follow in your family's footsteps in ways that like you may not you may not make. And I think that speaks to a lot of people right now. And the fact that they like that, that touch that they just gave her that doorknob with her M with like her, like her initial on it. And the house rebuild itself was just this beautiful moment for me. And like, I, I really can't go into why I started crying because I just did, (laughs) but it hit, it hit something with me. Um, cause I wasn't expect them to just give her a doorknob. And in the end, I'm like, that doorknob's everything. Like, yeah. That's, that's the whole point of the movie. So, like, th- that's why for me, Encanto's number one. Um, you, it, It's free now. Like, you have no excuse yeah. to watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. But, like, all of, like, my Spanish friends, I'm telling to watch this movie. And, like, they get it. They get why. They don't cry like they did because I'm a big sometimes baby occasionally. <laughs> but the, 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 all of the music parts are a lot of fun in this movie. Uh, I do think that the audio mixes could have been done a little bit better. And especially for song stuff, like when you can't hear the singer's voice and what they're saying, it is very difficult, but that also might just be the movie theater I was in. Like that's, it really all depends on where you watch and what you can do with the settings that you're done with. But especially during like, and I'm going to, I forget the main, I forget the character's names, but the muscly girl, like her song was like very catchy and good, but I could not understand what she was saying. For most okay. of it. And that might have been the movie theater that I was in. But have you watched it since it came on Disney Plus? I haven't gotten the chance to okay. know. Because I didn't have that issue when I watched it. Um, okay, but so I also tend to watch movies with subtitles on. So that could be part that it helped me understand what they're saying. 
Yeah, and I watch I watch most of the time I watch with subtitles on as well. So I think mm-hmm. that's why. Like cuz movies don't go, okay, here are the subtitles. Like most yeah. movie theaters aren't doing that cuz people hate it. Yeah, they but, hate it. Yeah, but I I don't mind at all. But yeah, Encanto's one for me cuz it was the well like I might have cried during Mugen Train. Uh but <laughs> uh Encanto like stuck with me and its personal message was very personal to me in yeah. a way that not other movies hit this year. So Encanto, Encanto for me was, <laughs> was it. And that's why it's my number one. I mean, if there was ever a movie that was specifically made with you in mind, I think this is it. Yeah, kind of <laughs> in a way. Yeah. I, if the span, the, the Spanish heritage just speaks to it. And I said it like last year with Miles Morales, mm-hmm. like the little, the little hints you can do to like the Spanish stuff is is just like everything i love i love to see like my culture represented in american like film because american film is kind of regarded as the highest quality that you can get um in it so when they take time to like appreciate my culture and appreciate um and do it right it's it's worth it and it's it's great in every way so that's why i think like it it it, it is very personal one to me but like it's it, it does. It, it still goes to show like it is still very, very good, despite the fact that um, I'm very personally attached to Encanto. Yeah, I've never seen uh, my kid be so excited for a movie before she's actually watched it. Um, she was like watching all the the videos of the songs before she saw it. Um, as we re- record right now, she's watching it for the second time uh, in like two days. Um, she just, she loves the music. She's like, everything about that movie is great. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, it's such a well done movie. Um, man. Yeah. That ending is, uh, it can, it can be a tearjerker. I did not cry, but as soon as I saw that part, I was like, this has to be what you were talking about. It just has to be, I didn't see any, any other time where it would have got you. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and I, I prefaced you that it was kind of stupid when it came, but for me, like, yeah, it, it was the perfect, like the perfect pinnacle of like, yep, it's time to hit you with it. And it, it hit me. So I, yeah, yeah I, I, Encanto is, yeah, it's my number one. And, and I can appreciate that. Like, you know, she doesn't have a special power, but to me, her special power was she's like holding the family together, right? Like she's the one who keeps them all together. So I appreciated, like I enjoyed the way they went that like not giving her a special power at the end was cool. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was very well done. Yeah, like um, there, yeah, like there's so much personal stuff that I won't get into with Encanto <laughs> for me. But like, you need it, a two hour spoiler cast on it. I need it. Well, it's more like a <laughs> two hour deep dive into Barry's psychology as to why Encanto <laughs> is is my number one. Which is what, trust me, nobody wants to go into my psyche. We so, could uh, we could put it on. Uh, we could stream it and have you lay on a couch. Like you're at a therapist. Yeah. And just go through all your emotions on this movie. It'd be great. Yeah, that, that would be a fun stream. <laughs> just set up two cameras and have a yep. have a sh- have a shrink by me about why Encanto's number one. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. Uh all right. So Spider-Man, obviously number one for me. Uh I think it hit so hard because of my love for Toby Maguire. Uh and I always enjoyed the Andrew Garfield movies. I know most people do not. I thought they were good. They weren't phenomenal, but like they were good for what they were trying to do. Um, any movie like I don't really remember any movies making me cry this year, but like you get like the single tear when uh, Tobey Maguire turns around 
or when he like comes through also Andrew Garfield, just seeing him walk down the alley. Uh, you know, that brings back a lot of, a lot of memories for me. Yeah. Spider-Man and how important it was to my childhood. Um, and we went over in the spoiler cast, a lot of stuff, but like a lot of those lines, um, specifically, you know, Jamie Foxx is saying to Andrew Garfield, like, Oh, I thought you would be black. And like, you know, and like all the stuff that they're doing as far as like Stan Lee's, interpretation of spider-man was always he can be anybody like anybody can be spider-man you can put on the mask and be heroic and that's what they were going for with that and i hopefully we do get miles like i would love to see that but i just think it was it was shot well the action sequences were good and you know they they had no business uh vibing as well as those three of them did together like you could literally believe that they were brothers just the way they were talking to each other um, but yeah, this was an easy number one for me. It's right underneath Endgame as far as best Marvel movie uh, for me right now. And man, love, love, love it. Can't wait to watch it again when it comes out on like 4K Blu-ray and like pause everything to catch all the Easter eggs that I missed. Yeah, I'm super excited about that, too. And mm-hmm. like, I have a feeling that No Way Home may have actually like gotten number one. And this is, of course, no fault to the movie to itself. But mm-hmm. if had like the whole you know surprise of toby Maguire and andrew garfield being in in this movie like let's say it was a complete surprise like there were no yeah. rumors about it and maybe they let us on a false thing where you know venom is the one that comes out to help him instead and then surprise <laughs> us with the other guys like that might have boosted it up to number one but because like there were these rumors and all this speculation of you know the other spider-mans coming into this movie I think that kind of made like that hit a little bit less for me. Um, And it's had it been a complete surprise, like then there's probably something where like, yeah, I'd I'd be crying on the, I'd be crying like, (laughs) Toby McGuire finally did it. Um, But we didn't, I didn't get that. You know, we got to, you know, when it happens, you know, you you get emotional, but you're also like, you know, okay, they did it. They did what, you know, the rumors set out to be. Had it been a complete surprise, I think I, I probably would have put it as number one. Yeah. So maybe they just need to do a better job of kind of like steering it to be something and then subverting our expectations with something else. And I wasn't in a full theater when I saw Spider-Man. I know you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like in your mind, compare everybody's reaction when they showed up and then compare everybody's reaction when Captain America picks up Thor's hammer in the theater. So and that was like electric when that happened yeah. in Endgame. Yeah. So like for for me, like m- when Cap gets Moonier, like I legitimately Oof. was crying. As yeah, well. me too. Like that me that too. was, <laughs> and like it's just that thing where like they gave you that little tiny bit, and that was like that was a surprise. Like we, yep. I didn't think that Cap was gonna get Moonier, but they did. But also, Endgame is this big thing where they were able to kind of do a good job of not giving us everything, but giving you enough to Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is what's going to happen. And guess that this happens where kind of the big set piece is when cap gets bold there. Um, in a lot of ways. And you knew like the final battle scene thing was going to happen as well. Um, I almost want to say like the daredevil cameo was almost like a bigger surprise. Like the fact that that was a complete and utter surprise for me was like, Oh, like that got a reaction out of the crowd. Um, that was kind of like this stunned but quietness to it. 
Whereas when Toby and Andrew come in, it's loud and they're applauding and everything like that. Right. So like of I'm just like you, like when when that 4K movie comes out, I'm going to get it. I'm going to watch it day of. Yep. Like clear my schedule uh, <laughs> just just so that we just so that I can watch it again and kind of have the same type of feeling for it. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it, no, no way home does a lot. Right. It just in it. It is that end game level type yeah. of thing for me. And had Encanto not been so personal to me, probably would have been number one. That's fair. I was thinking, too, um, and maybe we can consider this for when we get to this time next year. Because of how important TV shows have become, I feel like we almost need a top 10 TV shows as well now. Because when I was going through this movie list, I was like, man, there's some TV shows that I would consider putting in my top 10. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I was the same way. And yeah. I think like I think last year I may have put some TV shows. OK, in, so maybe we need it. to separate that out and have both. Um, I, I mean, that's just adding more that we have to do, but. TV shows have just like, at least in my opinion, the last couple of years have just elevated and become yeah. almost as good as movies. Yeah, like the like movies are like this really good short, compact storytelling device where TV shows are able at least sometimes able to do 12 hours worth of storytelling. Yeah, uh, you just have to they, and they just space it out because, you know, you get that with Squid Game, which would be a lot yeah. of people's, you know, top 10 there Yep. of. Uh, and you know witcher which i am very which i'm pretty far into now like is very good this year as well yeah so uh, i i think i could make an argument that wandavision hawkeye and maybe even loki could have pushed out some of the movies in my top 10 as well yeah and like we didn't even get to talk about the finale of hawkeye um, yeah either yeah of like in we maybe we do it now where we talk about hawkeye and the ending of it yeah, but uh, Haw- Hawkeye was Hawkeye was awesome. Like, yeah. and my friends are constantly fighting, so I'm interested to see what your take is. If you had to rank those Mar yeah. those Marvel um shows, the shows, yeah, um, and there was four, right? We got Hawkeye, Wandavision, Loki, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes, I didn't miss any. And what if? Technically, I'm not counting one if because it's like the animated thing. I'm talking sure. about like the real like. Those real ones that have effects on the Marvel Universe. Sure. I mean, technically, I guess what if does have an effect because we're looking at the other version of Doctor Strange coming. But fair enough. I would put probably what if if we're going to count that as five. Mm-hmm. Um, I put Falcon and Winter Soldier at four, uh, probably Loki at three, Hawkeye at two and WandaVision at one. Yeah, for me, like I have to put um, I, I, I w- with Hawkeye and how much I love that. I think I'm going to put that at number one. Okay. Um. Uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier at two, three. Mm-hmm. WandaVision, four. Loki, and maybe it's just okay. because I don't have like this personal connection with Loki that people seem to have with Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Sure. But, of uh, the WandaVision was good. For for I I like the mystery about WandaVision. Yeah. And then um, but then it kind of wears off, of course, as we get on through with it. But like the the two that were kind of grounded in reality for the most part, which Hawkeye and uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier it ended up being like my my two favorites there. And both of them because they have great action sequences. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was just thinking about that the other day and I was like, I think we're going to have to do that going forward just because TV shows need credit as well for what they're doing. Yeah. And and, and like we'll get to it, but. 
like we're doing the game of the year discussions yeah. next week for us. So maybe after the game of the year discussions during our regular kind of podcast um, show, we end up adding instead of doing movies, doing the top five like TV shows or something that for, for the year, because sure. I don't yeah, think that's do. going to be as big of a discussion. Probably for, not for, yeah. for us, because we could do either top five or top ten, depending on how many we have. But it's I, I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, I agree. But we did it. We got through the top ten movies. Yeah, I, I will warn you, though, like with TV shows like anime or TV shows, they right? are. It might I, be. It could be bad. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That counts. So, yeah. you mean, by all means, yeah, bring them in. Why not? Yeah, it's our list. We get to do what we yeah. want do what we want over here <laughs> so like i think overall like with with our top tens i feel like any one of these movies that we suggested you could go out and watch like i don't think any of the movies and even the ones that we left out are bad movies so if you have yeah. time and you're looking for movies to watch you know raya uh luca uh encanto is now on like they're all on disney plus yep. no way home you don't have to go see a movie but like Suicide Squad, Dune, and In the Heights are H are in HBO Max. Yep. Uh, no Time to Die is now on DVD, and Avon Gillian is the only uh, Amazon Prime exclusive <laughs> on the list. <laughs> Poor Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, but like Amazon Prime hasn't like they don't come out with much. I feel like they no they don't as much as I I'd like to and I would like them to have, but they do have the um, Top Gear specials or Grand, yes. or the Grand Tour specials. So. They do have that going for them. But like out of all this list, like a lot of these movies came out first on streaming platforms. So like you can and a lot of it has to do with the deal that HBO Max struck and they're definitely winning like, oh, with, yeah, with that deal. For sure, 100 percent. Disney's catching up Disney Plus. But yeah, HBO this year was like my go to for 75 percent of the movies that I wanted to watch. Yeah. And like the and like for me, like we, we don't we, we didn't get to talk about TV shows, but the Harley Quinn TV series is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So th th that's something I guess we have to talk about later. But, you know, with that, I hope that, you know, feel free to watch these movies and please feel free to interact with us. Like I'm on the Twitter tweet at me about how Encanto's not this subversive groundbreaking movie. I'll fight to death <laughs> for this movie. I, I, I would love I love for people to tell me that Encanto and Mugen Train are overhyped. Oh, but, that's like um, asking for war. Yeah, I, I will. I, I'm a one man army here. I'll bring it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, hopefully when you watch these movies, you understand our recommendations. And, yeah, feel free to interact with us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter um, as to see, like, you know, what your thoughts and opinions are. Movies hit everybody, everybody differently. And I think yep. the fact that only Craig and I matched on two of ours uh, is pretty impressive. We both yeah. watch a lot of the same movies, but you know there are these tits and bits that make it into the list because we both are different watchers. Yep. Uh, me with anime, you with like musical and like comedies and more subversive yep. as well. So, you know, thank you for everybody for listening. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to share it with your friends. Make sure to review it on Apple Podcasts and now Spotify. Now hey. does uh, podcast reviews as well. So if you guys could. Um, and if you're a listener, please make sure to review us on Spotify. It helps us uh, get, you know, recommended to other people's feed as a gaming and movie podcast. So, you know, with that, I've you guys go ahead and get movie watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you later. Bye.